Welcome to Lambs to Lions. You're listening to the weekly podcast with Pastor Matt Funk. So let's look at uh, verse 3. But they were scheming to harm me. So I sent messages to them with this reply. I am carrying on a great project and cannot go down. Why should the work stop while I leave it and go down to you? I think we could just park there, you know. Um, But the first point that I want to point out there in your notes is don't let the enemy delay your progress. Don't let the enemy delay your progress. Now is the time. Can you not see it? The harvest is ripe. It is ripe like never before. But we don't always see that with the harvest comes work. We don't always see with the harvest comes attack. And how many times in the Bible were God's people attacked, like the story of Gideon? They actually, uh, the enemy actually let them grow their crops and then attack them at harvest time. Remember, Gideon was in the wine press. It was harvest time, and he's still working away, hiding out in, in the wine press. And remember, he was the least. His tribe was the least. And he said, I'm the least even in my tribe. So we got to deal with that, the stuff that we deal with in our head first so God can get to our heart. But he's, he's saying, don't let the enemy delay what the plans and purposes I have for you, declares the Lord. Plans to prosper you, not to harm you, to give you a hope and give you a future. You know, like the other day when the whole incident went, went down, Yes, that, and I just, did I not just speak on attack and say like, hey, we're not going to use that word anymore. We're not going to say we're under attack. We're, my wife said, we are advancing. We are under the covering. We are under the shadow of the Almighty. We are breaking ground. And I'm telling you, God proved that even in that incident. Hey, Vince, even in that incident, God proved, he's like, I got you guys. No weapon formed against you shall prosper. And every tongue that rises up against you will be proven false. So where is the enemy trying to come down to take you down from doing the work that he has for you? Where is he trying to take you? I'm telling you, he's not taking Coach Rodney out. If anything, he's setting Coach Rodney up. There are so many people that are getting ministered. And every time you walk in there too, God walks in there. Jesus walks in there, and all the nurses are listening, all the patients are listening, and I, I told Rodney, I said, Rodney, the miracles are going to happen because you're in the house, because God is in the house. You just keep praying, you keep prophesying, you keep leading, you don't stop being you, and watch as God directs you and guides you. You know, just days before, uh, Coach Rodney got a hold of me, privately messaged me, he's like, how do I become a pastor? <laughs> and I said, just stick close to me, brother. Just stick close to me. And so, and, and the honest truth is, Rodney is, he works hard at his job, but he knows he's not called to his job. And in this season, he's going to do it with all his heart. And uh, now the Lord has given him opportunity to minister, and he's going to provide for all of his needs. And watch as God takes Rodney, uh, Coach Rodney, to the next level of the ministry that God's calling on his life. He's not deterred by it. He's not you know, like, I'm sure he's battling things in the mind, too, that come at all of us, 
But look at that man. If anything, that should be an encouragement to all of us. He's not going to come down. He's not going to stop doing the work of the Lord just because he has a few broken bones. He's going to take what? Courage. Oh, yeah. He had... Yeah, it became <laughs> there for Rodney. He's like, hey, watch this teaching on Billy Graham. <laughs> and he's like playing a teaching for me. He's ministering to me. Well, I'm going there to help him. I'm telling you guys, we should be so encouraged by our brother and how God saved our brother in that moment from that accident. That is unheard of. That is unheard of. That is a miracle. That is a, and he stayed calm the whole time. And I tell you, while well, he laid in that ditch bleeding, he was ministering to people. People were coming in, and he recognized the voice of the ambulance driver that came, and he called him out by name, and he's like, who is that? And I said, that's Rodney Teeson. That's Rodney Teeson? I know his father. And it was just like connection, connection, connection. God sent person after person, and they will continue to get ministered to and continue to get healed. We cannot come down from our work that God has put within us. And I find when you're trying to provide protection for God's people, that's when the enemy is always going to distract or delay your progress. Especially when you're trying to pray. And, and the focus has been, for, for Coach Delton and Coach Rodney, the, the thing that they had brought to my attention is safety, safety, safety for our kids. They have become gatekeepers, and, and the Holy Spirit is giving them the ability to sense, I don't want that person in the building right now. And although we have gates around and stuff, you guys are the gatekeepers. And safety and protection for our kids. Our kids are going through stuff. We get a lot of kids that come in and single, uh, with single moms. Uh, they've been through abuse and stuff. And they need to know that they can come to this place and that they can feel safe and secure. Right? And that God is for them. Then who can be against them? So, uh, but I've seen... I've seen this even in our church again and again on Sunday morning. Andrew, hey, talk about spiritual attacks. We had a, a young gentleman at, right after men's group. You were out on the patio. We're greeting the, the moms, right? I think, did we finish? Did you guys finish taking in the moms with the kids? So right after the moms had been greeted, escorted in the building with their children, our volunteer moms, our pastors, right, have come into the building. And there's a young gentleman across the street swearing us up and down, giving us the devil horns and, and wanting to fight us and calling us all kinds of racial slurs. And we're like, and I just yelled back at him, hey, Jesus loves you, bro. And that did not help. <laughs> it just escalated. Then I offered him a coffee. I want a coffee, man. And then finally I went over there to talk to him. And I'm telling you, something overcame him that was steering that ship. And it, it wasn't God. And uh, we had to get the RCMP involved. But with all that being said, we were also able to protect a dad and two kids that were about to go into that park, you know. And then some of you men, after, praise God, cleaned up the needles and stuff in the park across the street because the dad was concerned. Come on. Way to go, man. You can't come down from doing a good work. And you know what? The, the, the devil's opposition is our opportunity. Whoo! Not in my notes. Write that down. The devil's opposition is your opportunity. It's God's opportunity to work in you and through you. Because greater is he that is in you than he that is in the world. Right? And those that walk in the light will not walk in darkness. You, you step in, it's like turning a light on in a dark room. In any scene, in any scenario, you just need to step in and continue the good work that God has placed inside of you. Right? So Nehemiah said, why 
Should the work stop? Well, I leave it and go down to you. We need to be careful who we let steal our time, especially when doing a good work. Sometimes we get distracted by worrying when we should be working. I'm telling you, man, I've had quite a few battles since this accident. The enemy has, uh, has put in my head that I should have been at the front and not Rodney. If I had been at the front and not Rodney, then Rodney wouldn't be in the situation he's in. And just so you know a little bit about our group, I set it up a little different than most clubs set up their group. They'd usually have uh, the president at the front. And I, I believe in the servant style leadership. I said, guys, I want to be at the back. I want to make sure no one gets left behind. I want to make sure that, you know, the slowest riders are at the back with me. I don't need the attention. I feel honored enough by you, man. I don't need to be at the front. So we made that call a while ago as a group. But then in that moment, the enemy's like, that should have been you. That should have been you. And then why are you walking away like, like that? I'm actually feeling guilty for, look at me. I was in the same group of three guys. Rodney took the biggest impact for our group. And I'm telling you, when that SUV hit Rodney, it actually deflected off of him and his bike and bounced back into his lane. There must have been an angel around that bike to take on a Toyota SUV. And, like, and if he had been even slightly, like an inch to the right, he would have taken Vince directly out and driven over me. That's all it would have taken. But Rodney's bike and the angels, I believe, that were surrounding him, lifted him up, carried him over into a ditch way over there, right? None of us got driven over, and we all, well, somewhat walked away. I walked away, you hobbled away, and Rodney got carried away. But we, we, <laughs> we, we came away from it. And all through that, we met Nancy in the hospital. We've been ministering to people since we got into the hospital. We don't stop the work. We don't come down when we're just because we're feeling down. You know, we got to get going. And, and yesterday I, I woke up and I, I'm telling you the, 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 the depression in my head and just like, oh, just stay in bed. Like you, if you go out there, everyone's going to ask questions like, how come you're okay? And, and you need to just get better, you know, and, and, and stay home. And I felt like, no, I can still ride. I want to ride for Rodney. And I'm telling you, because that's the, what the enemy wants to do. He wants you to shut you up and shut you in. But I'm a walking, talking miracle. And I got to give glory to God. Because that little half helmet that I was wearing covered in stickers wouldn't have done anything for me. It's because I was covered in the spirit <laughs> that saved me, gentlemen, that I can be here and still share with you today. You know, so, but I, I know, I say those silly things like motion creates emotion, but the moment I came and was around my brothers and, and even Sonia, which is his wife, showed up to video all the men that were out there. I was just overwhelmed by love. Give me one of those Kleenex things. <laughs> sorry. <laughs> so it's just, sorry guys, it's just hitting me differently now that I... I'm really thankful. There's actually not, I'm, I'm going to go, since we're going to the story a little more, there's more to the story. Uh, the night before, I actually had a dream that, that I died in a motorcycle crash. I shared it with Darcy and Delton, shared it with my wife the day before. Isn't that, isn't that right, Darcy? Yeah. 
I shared it the day before, and, and you know you have, like, silly dreams. So I think God was, was setting us up. He saw everything. He sees the beginning and the end, and he knew he got us. He was going to look after us. But then uh, the, following, the following morning, we're sitting on our back deck, and then Oliver. So Oliver, if you know Oliver, any chance he's getting, he's riding on that bike with me. Any chance he can get. And Thursday night is one of those nights where he would normally hop on the back of the bike and go for a ride. I had his helmet and everything ready to go. And, uh, sometimes we just get busy trying to clean up and then get on the road. And normally it's Oliver that will always remind me, Dad, can I go on the bike with you? And nine times out of ten, it's always yes. If we got a helmet, it's yes. The answer is always yes. And then Oliver said to me I, uh, the morning after, he said, Dad, he said, uh, I tried to ask you to go for a ride, but I could not open my mouth. Something was keeping my mouth from speaking. So, we've got to keep working. We need to finish the task that is set before us. So, the more we build um, people as God builds the church, the more protection is going to be needed. Now, there's been an even greater need, as I mentioned before, for security. It's physical, it's mental, it's emotional. And uh, I said to you men, I said, this, we've been doing this for a while now, and uh, I need, uh, I need, we need more and more soldiers, but we also need more and more generals. We need more and more uh, men to be able to oversee things and just recognize and to stand. You have authority. You've been given authority. We're all in security. We're all in safety. We're all in there uh, to look after not just the orphans and the widows, uh, but this family and this house. So I, I thank you for that. And uh, I want you to know that you, all of you that come to this group, you have my back. If you, if you see something that doesn't seem right, you sense something, you go with it, I'll always have your back, you know. Uh, we gotta, we got to guard the house of the Lord. You know, we, go, we do a lot, just so you know, this church does a lot of street ministry, a lot. We go to Ruth and Naomi's, we go to Joshua House, we actually stream to Ruth and Naomi's every Sunday, and there's always a place, there's always a space in which we can reach people. But if you ever sense, if anything in your heart sense, like, I'm just getting a feeling that this, this may be a no for now or no for today, it's a no for today, it's a no for now. Um, we can still minister to those people, but please, let's guard our children. Let's guard the house. Does that make sense? Okay? It says, like, don't ever, what the enemy will, be, will do to us sometimes is like, oh, you're not letting them in. You're rejecting them. Oh, no, there's a place and a space for them. We're just using wisdom. We're using wisdom. And so let's continue to, to do that. Okay, let's go to verse 6. Uh, it is reported among the nations, uh, says, uh, this guy says it's true, that you and the Jews are plotting to revolt, and therefore you are building the wall. Trump? No, kidding. <laughs> Moreover, I like Trump, by the way. Moreover, according to these reports, you are about to become their king, Nehemiah. Here's point number two. Don't listen to the rumors. Instead, rebuild. When you start, your ear starts to turn uh, towards the rumors, you need to turn towards rebuilding. Okay? You spend too much time, Yeah? You spend too much time listening or giving attention where you shouldn't be, it'll, it'll take up special or, or valuable space and place up in here that you don't got room for any of that, okay? Uh, my wife's going to talk more about that today, but you may have heard, uh, oh, again, that's when I was going to go into this stuff about the collision on Thursday night. Um, but one of the things is about rumors, man, rumors spread quick about us, <laughs> 
you know, people take information and then it's like telephone. Isn't that right, Pastor Rudy? And then you're hearing stuff's coming back to you that, and it went all across Canada and the United States, you know, and a lot of people meant well, but a lot of the facts started to get twisted, you know, and it doesn't take much, hey? Isn't that right, Coach Vince? Yeah, from even the locate the place that it happened to who was involved to who walked away, who didn't walk away. And sometimes that's what the enemy wants to create more and more and more anxiety, you know. And so just, you know, sometimes just I'm not saying anything negative here amongst the guys, but that's just I'm just giving you a silly example how something can travel. News can travel so quick, but that's not always right. Right. The enemy's in the business of, of twisting truth. He tried to do it even with Jesus in the wilderness. What, what did he try to use against Jesus to tempt him in the wilderness? The word of God. He tried to twist the truth. He tried to use the word against the word. But praise God, you know, you, you're talking to the word. And he's going back with the word, but within context. Right? That's right. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's true. So, um. Anyway, this will always be a battle and sometimes a tension to manage, but if you can, try to stay away from the rumors and just think about how you can rebuild or recreate. Um, okay, so a lot on there. So you can you could scroll down in the notes, Pastor Rudy, or hand them to me, because that's where I was going to share the story there, but I'll go to the next verse and the next point. If you want to just hand it to me, that's fine. Thank you so much. Awesome. So Joshua 1.9, when, when, when uh, Rodney put up that, that little rock courage, I thought that was so cool, and that's what I thought of. Joshua 1.9, have I not commanded you? It's not a suggestion, man. It's a command. Be strong and courageous. Do not be afraid. Do not be discouraged, for the Lord God is with you where? Wherever you go. Wherever you go. So the truth is that we can be captivated by condemnation, right? But we have a conviction, and that is take courage. I'll say that again. You can be captivated by condemnation, but the conviction should be we are to take courage because that's the command, right? We actually have a command that also says be anxious about what? Nothing. Not to worry. Don't worry about tomorrow for what? Tomorrow worry about self. It's got enough, it's got enough worry on its own. And then in verse 9, it says, they were all trying to frighten us, thinking their hands will get too weak for the work, and it will not be completed. But I pray, say I pray, I pray now strengthen my hands. That needs to be our prayer this week, man. That needs to be our, our prayer this season. Lord, strengthen my hands. When I feel like I'm weak, when I feel like I'm broken, when I feel like I'm battered, when I, Lord, strengthen these hands, because these hands were made for work. And I'm not what I feel. I'm what I decide. And praise God, in my weakness, even his strength is made what? Perfect. Perfect. Strengthen these hands, Lord. So third point is don't be afraid. Instead, advance. 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 Say advance. So when your thinking is weak, pray that God strengthens your hands. Again, faith without works is dead. He wants you to do something. Two-thirds of God's name is both go and do. Aha, you just caught that, didn't you? G-O-D. <laughs> go and do. The Great Commission is go into all the world, making disciples, baptizing them in the name of the Father, Son, and the Holy Spirit, and teaching them to obey his commands. And surely he is with you 
always, even to the ends of the earth. Is this good? Praise God. So again, the enemy is going to first try to attack your head to get to your heart because your heart is going to affect your hands, right? He wants to get to your head and get to your heart. You feel weak. You start acting weak. You start speaking weak. You start moving weak. Isn't that true? You can tell what's up in here and how it affects here by the way somebody walks. So I can stay in bed and I can feel weak and act weak or I can get up and move by faith. I can realize these hands, look, they still work. You know what? One of the things the enemy was trying to use was this, this, this little pinky, this little finger right here, it didn't bend much. It was like constantly stiff and swollen. And the enemy tried to get into my head, well, I can't even use my clutch. <laughs> I was like, well, I got three other good working fingers right here, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. And I just started to exercise that finger. <laughs> it sounds so silly, but that's, the, that's how silly it is sometimes. The enemy will, will put these distractions or these weaknesses in your head or that pebble that's in your way, and you think it's a boulder that you can't get up and move, but stop looking at what you don't have. Look at what you do have. Rodney's got a voice. Rodney's able to share. Rodney's able to speak. Rodney wants to preach, and he's preaching right now. What's our excuse? Because all excuses do is remove our power to change. Right? Anyway, that we've got Jesus in our hearts, and greater is he that is in us than he that is in the world. Who knows where that is? 1 John 4, verse 4. <laughs> I just pointed at you because I thought you had that one for me. You do. I just put you on the spot. 1 John 4, verse 4. Remember, we don't advance. Here's another thing the Lord gave me. We don't advance by arguing. We do not advance. Man, I have, evangelism does not work good in debating either. I don't know if you've noticed that. <laughs> I've tried it in the past. I have never led anyone to the Lord by debating. The Jesus style was always, they come at you with questions, ask them a question. Love on them, show them. Hey, why don't you heal them first and pray over them first and then share because now you have evidence of your faith. Faith is the evidence of things hoped for yet not seen. Show them the evidence. I've, I've seen it so many times. People prayed over, healed, and then they didn't even know what happened. Guess what? That was Jesus that healed you. Now, would you like to meet the maker? Would you like to meet the source? <laughs> Find out where I got that from? <laughs> you with me? Yeah. There's a, the, the, the debating side has never gotten me anywhere, and arguing, especially amongst your brothers, gets you nowhere when it comes to advancing the army. Isn't that true? We saw a movie not that long ago. I can't remember what movie it is. We probably shouldn't say it because it's probably not a godly movie. But we saw a movie, and in the scene of the movie, um, the one guy was arguing with the other commander, right? And they're under attack. They're under fire, literally getting shot on. The guy's questioning him and, and fighting him. And, and, and at the end of the battle scene, and I think someone even died in there in that scene, and people are wounded and everything. And the one guy comes out and he's all happy. The guy that was arguing about what had went down. The other guy comes in and just like drop kicks him to the ground. And says, don't you ever argue when we are at war. Don't you ever argue amongst yourself. Men, we are constantly at war. Right? We don't got time for arguing. We must advance. And sometimes the things can be so petty. We could deal with that later. But right now, let's focus on the real enemy. We're not the enemies. Right? Even Caleb. Caleb that hit us is not the enemy. 
We're going to pray for him and we're going to lift him up. Because why? Because God is building the church. We build people. God is building the church. And whether we're, we're arguing with ourselves, it's not always others. Sometimes you're arguing with yourself. We cannot fight. We cannot fight the things of the flesh and miss what the Lord wants to do in the spirit. God is advancing. God is building the church. And guess what? The gates of hell will not, will not prevail against it. Thank you, men. Thank you, men online, if you're still there with us. Thanks for joining us today. Thank you for tuning in today, and thank you for continuing to partner with us and for giving so generously to this ministry. If you would like to find out more about how you can partner with us, visit our website at www.wherepeoplematter.church and click the giving link. And don't forget to subscribe and share this with your friends. See you next time.